0: Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown, and I'm so glad that you could join me for this podcast, where my passion in life is to help my LGBTQIA Christian family heal their church trauma and hopefully construct genuine faith. Before we begin, let me just tell you a little bit about me. For the last 30-plus years, I've had the joy of teaching, speaking, and performing as a comedy magician in my in-person events all over the United States. I'm also the published author of fiction and nonfiction books, and one of the greatest joys I've had in life is pastoral counseling, coaching, and mentoring hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 30-plus years. I'm proud of all those things, but can I also tell you, I know what it's like to hurt, and I know what it's like to suffer deep church trauma, specifically around sexual identity, as so many of you obviously have as well. So if that's something that you can buy into and you would like to partner with me as we try to help each other in this journey thing we call life, then you're in the right place. I encourage you to grab a cup of coffee, sit at my table, and let's have a chat. One disclaimer, though, please. I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, let's get it started here on Coffee with Keith. Well, hello and welcome to this week's Bible Talks. I'm so glad you could join me and um, Happy New Year. If I haven't told you or you haven't heard me say it yet, I am uh, hoping that you are ready for an exciting 2023. Today, on this week's Bible Talks, we're going to go back to the book of Acts. You remember that we were traveling through the book of Acts in these Bible Talks, and then for the holidays, I sort of took a little time out from that and and looked at some scripture that were more related to the season of Christmas. But now I want to go back to the book of Acts, and let's continue our study there. Today, we're going to talk about the conversion of Saul, who later became Paul. This is found in Acts chapter 9. But I think it's important for us to set up the context, and it's an interesting context because in chapter 8—and remember that the Scriptures early on did not have chapters and verses and all that kind of stuff, so it was a lingering writing. I mean, it just, you know, just flowed. So it's interesting, I think, on the surface that in the end of chapter 8, we talked about the conversion of the eunuch and how that went down and his baptism, and then immediately— it's almost like somebody changed the TV channel and now we're talking about Saul. So let's go back and sort of connect the dots here. First of all, contextually, I don't think it's all that odd because to me, it's kind of interesting that we're talking about the actual conversion of a eunuch in chapter 8, and then chapter 9, we're talking about the conversion of Saul. So to me, there is a thematic context connection, Um I don't know what the actual purpose of the writer was, but that's one connection that I have made here. Now, let's talk about what's going on. Remember that Saul was present at the stoning of Stephen. You remember that the cloaks were thrown at the feet of a witness who was recognized as Saul. Then Saul, being angered toward those Christians, those heretics, went to the Jewish leadership, and got permission to go to um to round them up and punish them. So um Saul is in chapter nine on the way to Damascus, and he's on the road, and all of a sudden he comes face to face, he and his 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 accompaniment, his his uh, right hand people with him, they come to, to a point where Paul, excuse me, Saul comes in relationship with God. And specifically, the text seems to indicate that it was Jesus. Saul goes to his feet and, and, and cries out to, to God, who are you? And all this kind of stuff. And and God replies, why are you persecuting me? And, and Saul becomes blind. And all that happens, he comes face to face, so to speak, with God in a powerful way. Then he goes on to Damascus. Remember, he is struck blind. And then, to me, it's an interesting part because there is a, a priest there named um, Ananias. And Ananias gets a word from God in their in his dream. And it says, Ananias, I want you to go, and I want you to see this one called Saul. Now, you might understand that Ananias is going, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Back up, God. I, this can't happen. Ananias is going, hey, this is the guy— that's been persecuting the church. This is the guy that's been putting uh, Christians in jail. This is the guy that's going, if you're a follower of Jesus, we're going to get you. We're going to get you. So how in the world, God, do you want me to go and see him? And Ananias, believing in the power of God and knowing the character of God and believing in the the instruction of God, is exactly that. So Ananias becomes servant unto the Lord, goes to Saul, and at that point, the scales disappear from Saul's eyes, and his ministry begins. Now that's just a quick synopsis of what's going on here in chapter 9 of Acts, the conversion of Saul. And we could talk about so many things here. We could talk about the fact that, you know, the connection of of salvation, so to speak, between the eunuch and, and Saul, how, you know, Saul, both of these guys were not part of the followers of Jesus, and they heard about Jesus, and they experienced Jesus, and their lives were ever changed, which would make for a great message, but that's not what I'm going to talk about, <laughs> although I sort of did. Where I really feel focused in this text is on our pal Ananias. You know, to me, it says a lot about him that in this dream, in, in this, in this revelation of God, that he was supposed to go and see this one, in his logical mind, he had to know I'm probably going into a vision which could result in my imprisonment and even possibly in my death. And to me, it takes great faith and confidence and you know, in God for Ananias to do this thing. And so I have to think about it. And I have to ask myself, Keith, are you willing to do the fart? that God calls you to do. I wish I could say that the Christian life was easy. I wish I could say that when we follow Jesus that, you know, our lives are, you know, perfect and all unicorns and rainbows. But we know that's not the case. Even when we follow Jesus as earnestly as we can, when we try to, to, to live in a way that pleases Jesus, when we try to love others, when we try to be, you know, Jesus with skin on in this world, we know that we will be prosecuted and persecuted. We know that we will be alienated. We know that we will come under a We know that things will be difficult at times. So then I have to ask myself, and maybe you should ask yourself. If I am truly a follower of Jesus, I'm not one who's going to put on this big label Christianity and try to fit in and do what everybody does, but I truly want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. If that's you, if that's the case, if that's how you feel, then you have to ask yourself Am I willing to do what God asked me to do? Am I willing to be the person God asked me to be? Am I willing? to go under attack if necessary? Am I willing to stand up for my faith? Am I willing to love people unconditionally in the name of Jesus Christ? Because I can tell you, when you try to make a difference in the world, the world is going to come against you. And here's the thing. Even the church can come against you. After all, Saul was a representative of the established religion of this time and place, and he, on behalf of the church—which was not really the church—it was the Jewish synagogue and the, the scribe and the you know the Sanhedrin and all that—but he was operating on their behalf. So I'm going to tell you, when you try to be a radical Christian, in that you love people, and you truly want to love like Jesus, you're going to be attacked from every direction. And it's going to be easy to give up. It's going to be easy to give in. It's going to be easy to walk away from your faith. The question then becomes, am I willing to keep going? And let me tell you, my friend, only you can answer that. Until next time, heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God really bless you. Well, there you go, my friend, this episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.